kind of silly. Every week should be a week of prayer, right? And every day should be a day filled with uh, prayer. And um, I just hope that at the end of this week, it doesn't end, but that it continues the uh, four-hour week of prayers to come. Um, 7.30 usually for me is a very tiring time. After a full day of work, you, know, you go home, you maybe eat, and you know, I just want to lay down. But um, this week, I've been, I think, craving for more, more food to eat, which is spiritual food. And I feel like every day I come, I'm just, um, I can't stop coming. And I, I, I have been truly blessed to um, come every evening and hear different speakers who share their prayerful life um, that they've been living. Uh, there's a quote that I want to share with you. It's from a missionary named Hudson Taylor, and he said, when we work, we work, but when we pray, God works. And I believe that's the kind of ministry that we're going to hear from our speaker tonight. His name is um, Patrick Johnson, and he's part of the ministry at our neighboring church, University Church. And he leads a ministry called You Reach, where I believe it's a prayerful uh, ministry of prayer where God does his work. And so today, um, I'm really excited to introduce our speaker, uh, Patrick Johnson, with us. So at this time, let's give our warm welcome for our speaker. Thank you. It's really nice to be here. Um, My first time. I see this new church as we drive by, but I've never been in here. (laughs) So... Thank you for the invitation and for the opportunity to just share the pastor said, just tell us about your journey with prayer. So it's a little bit of my, both my uh, conversion, if you will, and my deepening commitment uh, to prayer. And... uh, First and foremost, I'm here to tell you about the goodness of God and the joy of being in relationship with Him. Uh, I am all about a relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, Sometimes we're focused on doctrine and we're focused on uh, other issues that are just way outside of uh, relationship. And so I'm just going to share with you, uh, just just in 20 minutes here, I'm going to start a little timer, because I want to make sure that we have time to break for prayer. And uh, I'm setting it for... Well, 20 minutes, I think we'll be good. And hopefully I'll cover everything uh, I need to. Can we just pause for a moment? Lord, we're all hungry for you. And we love you so much, Lord. 
We just want to know you better. We want to know that you're with us, Lord. We want to know of your love and your care for us and for the world. And Lord, in you we find meaning and purpose and life to overflowing. Be here present with us now. Use my words, Lord. Let them be your words, I ask and pray. Amen. So, it's really kind of rare that one talks about himself. Uh, But, and a lot of times I'm very uncomfortable talking about myself. (laughs) Sometimes there just aren't enough words to say what you want to say. Or the joy that you feel. And the converse to the, the pain that you may be feeling. Um, I was raised in the church. My father was a Seventh-day Adventist school teacher and principal. So, uh, like preacher's kids, I had to be a good kid too. <laughs> I got in trouble at school. I got a double dose at home. <laughs> Um, just the way I was raised. Uh, <clears throat> I feel like I, I always enjoyed religion and uh, all that that means. And then uh, I feel like I really met the Lord when I was a freshman in college, uh, away from home for the first time. There was a lot going on, uh, and I was, I was challenged to be more worldly, those were the temptations at the time, or to have a practice of worship and praise and uh, belief in God. So through the college years, and there were eight of those years, uh, the relationship was wonderful. I, I will describe it as sweet. God answered so many prayers for me as a young man. Uh, just opening doors, helping me through school, uh, helping me find money to go to school. <laughs> uh, just that whole, all those challenges that uh, I'm excited to see so many of you are young. Uh, and, and you may be curious about the role of prayer and God in your life. There comes a point where you have to own what you do. You have to own the fact that you go to church and you have to own the fact that you believe in a God. It's like, really, you believe in God? What are you going to tell him? So, I... I Went off into the world after college and uh, started living my life. Wanted to get involved in a church. I tried to get involved in a church, but was met with a lot of resistance. Uh, I came to the conclusion after a couple of years that uh, the church, organized religion, had no no place for my life. Um, and that I would do my best to be a good person, and that I would just live my life. And 
how can you be over here and call the relationship sweet and then be over here and walk away from it? And I think I still believed in God. I was still talking. I was still praying to him. But I just stopped going to church. You know, it seemed like it was just an assault. Every Sabbath there was something. There was just, and I just thought, you know, I don't need this in my life. <laughs> and I was getting, uh, having success with, with a job and getting the car and buying the home. And so I was focused just naturally and more on success, becoming successful in life and uh, starting to manage money and those kinds of things. And then uh, about midlife, I, I hit some hard times. Uh, economically in the country, things really changed for health care. Turned it upside down. And the way uh, that health care did business was uh, very, very different. It was changing. And uh, I had uh, a company that worked in health care. And uh, all of that came to a screeching stop. So uh, just in the period of short uh, six months, uh, I lost my income. And I lost my home that I dearly loved. And uh, lost my car. And I had just a ton of creditors calling after me. And then uh, my mom passed away unexpectedly and uh, I was always close to my mom they'd been missionaries their last few years of of their career and had retired and had come to live with me I I loved it Uh, at least for a period of time and then eventually they got their own place but I started going through just some really difficult moments Uh, And then the loss of my mother was uh, hard. I was having trouble, obviously, with my marriage as well. And uh, it just seemed like there wasn't enough trouble out there. Every time I opened the door, there was a new one knocking. And I had a, a tax lien and debt going on. Ended up declaring bankruptcy. Four weeks after my mother's death, uh, my father-in-law passed away suddenly. And so then my wife was also in a tailspin. It was one thing for me to be in a tailspin. Uh, To make a long story short, (laughs) uh, the marriage did not survive. And I was left with a lot of uh, alone time, just trying to sort life out. Uh, Managed to find a completely different job. And uh, I really started questioning, uh, am I done with God? And I decided, it was a new year, I decided to give him another chance. It's like, well, I really enjoyed that life. I enjoy who Jesus Christ is. Am I talking to anybody here? 
I think we all admire who Jesus is. So I made a commitment that, all right, Lord, and I just put it on the line. I started talking to him. And that's what I invite you to do. Mrs. White tells us that prayer is like a conversation with your best friend. Is it? Challenge yourself. Check yourself. Is it? Or do we just do like we do for grace at meals? And we run through a little checklist, and that's our prayer, and we, we eat up. I wanted something that was real and authentic and genuine. I needed to know that God was real. I had to feel like I had a relationship with him. And I was running the opposite direction when I made this commitment. And I said, Lord, I'll commit to 10 minutes every day in, in study. 10 minutes. And I... I'm not, a sh- I'm, I'm not proud to tell you that it's, it's shameful that I could only give them 10 minutes, at least in my mind now. I just, because I, he means so much more to me now. <laughs> uh, but I started challenging him and spending that time, and I just told him, look, you're God. If you can't do it in 10 minutes, then, you know, maybe miracles really can't happen. I'm just, I'm being honest with you guys. I just, I mean, I I was done with religion. I didn't think I was done with God, but I was done with religion. And just started asking these serious questions, you know, is God real? Is God real? And I would just keep asking my that and looking for him. And pretty soon, 10 minutes became 20 20 became 30, and 30 became 60, and I committed to 60 minutes of just devotional time with me and the Word, or with me and a good devotional book uh, every day, and my life changed as a result. After about six months of doing this, I just thought, well, you're in a relationship, and, and what's a relationship like? You, you talk to each other, right? And it's like, of course I'd always been talking to him, asking him these questions about life and love and religion. And uh, so then I committed to a little season, a short season of prayer after every devotional time. Whatever I didn't put any time frames on it. Sometimes they were short and sweet, and other times I had a lot to tell him, you know. And uh, I, I, that is a turning point for me, because at that time, I I call prayer the window into your life, through which you see God working, and. Just having some basic beliefs, I was going to tell you, uh, just believing that there is a God is just really helpful. If you don't believe in him, it's really hard to have a conversation with him. 
believing in the great controversy that there is good and evil and there is a struggle going on one pulling you one way and the other working for your best good um, so this prayer time just be I just feel like right away these I did not keep a journal. I know a lot of people tell you it's important to keep a journal. You've got to keep a journal. I didn't, I, you know, for better or worse. Um, I know that there is some value in journaling, uh, and I, I do recommend journaling, <laughs> but I wasn't at the time. And so uh, I just, the prayers came from my heart. I started talking to him as a friend. And having expectations, I started looking for these answers, and they started coming. Sometimes in a situation, sometimes through another individual. I remember a friend walked into work one day. I'd asked God specifically about a question. And every day when I went to work, the chaplains in the hospital would send out a little devotional thought every day. That thought for the day was the answer to my prayer. And then a couple hours later, I had a friend just drop in. He's not a, not a Christian at all, but he, he had been raised in the church like myself. And lo and behold, if in our conversation, he didn't come up with a piece of scripture that was the answer to my question that morning. And it's like he had no knowledge of this. How would he know? You know? So I started to say, God, are you talking to me? Are you, are you responding to me? So the other question I have to ask you, to ask yourselves, are you listening? Are you searching for him? Seriously. Are you looking for those answers? So I, I was just amazed that he would answer me. Who am I? And he just gently stopped me in my tracks and turned me around and brought me back. I tell everyone that uh, I felt a call into relationship. I felt a call to return to church, to community. I did not want to go to church I'd been doing this devotional thing for about 18 months. And I just said, Lord, I just, I can't handle church right now. I just can't handle the saints, you know. And uh, so I let it go. But then a new year came. And I felt he was just bugging me about it. It's time to go back to church. But, and I just argued with him. I don't want to go back to church. <laughs> and then finally I just said in one of my devotional times, Lord, if you want me to go to church, then just please give me a really good reason to go. So two days later, my sister calls me and says, Patrick, my brother-in-law is, is a pastor. Uh, she just said, he's being installed in the church in your area. We're moving. Did you know that? I didn't know. 
she says, well, we're, we're moving into your area. And he's being installed today at the church. And, of course, we all knew that's a very special occasion. And she said, we, we want you to come. I said, okay. Just, you know, as, as I'm having this conversation with her, the Lord is reminding me the first things that go through my mind, the thoughts were of my promise to him. If you give me a good reason, I'll go. I couldn't say no to my sister. It was just such a great, I mean, my sister and I are like this. And it's just like, are you talking to me? Me? You want me to go to church? All right, I'll go to church. And it's all centered around prayer and devotional life. I would just want to encourage each one of you. You know, there's this uh, discipline of prayer. And they want you to do A, B, and C, and X, Y, and Z. And, uh, and it works for some people. If there's no relationship, then who are you praying to? Why are you praying? How do you get to know a God that you can't see? <clears throat> and so for me, prayer was very instrumental in bringing that to life, okay? As he started to answer my questions and to help me see things in a different way. Just your everyday struggles. I was your age, struggling, uh, going through this. And uh, I've had, I have, during that time, several moments of profound conviction, just being overwhelmed. And finally, one of them, my whole attitude changed because my whole body wanted to say, yes, God is real. And I remember, I'm in a house all, all alone, having my devotional time, and, and just, I had to say, yes, God is, God is real. So just like I was at a baseball game, I leapt up off of my sofa where I was reading and studying at the time, saying, yes, there's a God, you know, because he had just answered some very critical prayers for me. It was his doing, not mine. I could tell you a lot of stories and things. Uh, life was very simple and very poor at the time. He met my needs. He helped me pay my bills. He made sure I had food. I knew I had a limited amount of money uh, after bankruptcy, and just things were so tight. And... Uh, there were weeks when something happened to a car and I had to buy a tire. Well, there went all my grocery money. And I was just like, how am I going to eat? You know? Lo and behold, every day, something happened. Either a friend called up and said, hey, I'll take you to dinner. Or I, I was at the office and they had a big party and it's like there was all these leftovers. So it's like, oh, Pat, you take them home. It's like, Really? Are you talking to me? Are you looking out for me? <laughs> so I just want to encourage you to pray that it's based on a personal relationship. And if you don't feel like you're in that relationship just yet, 
Don't be afraid to challenge him. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. He's waiting. He's waiting to know you or for you to know him. And it doesn't happen overnight. It takes time and commitment. There were a lot of distractions. It's easy to get, go, go back into old habits. Uh, but I just really want you to know that uh, it's based on a personal relationship. Make that your foundation. That and the word. So, jumping ahead, uh, about 10 years ago, I had this prayer life. And life, for me, I had many challenges between the start of this journey and uh, 10 years ago. Many challenges, but you know, something was different knowing that God was with me and having that prayer time, that devotional time, a personal friend. And uh, when he talks back to you, it's exciting. It's affirming. Having a sense of how valued you are, how deeply you're loved by God. You think your mom's embrace is wonderful or your father's embrace God's embrace is all of that and more. It's so special. Uh, so Anita, over here at the University Church, I think 10 years ago, started uh, uh, prayer ministry. So she was asking for people to join. Or, uh, so that's where I kind of got started. I just knew it was for me. I was not a member of University Church, did not think I wanted to belong to a large church. I had friends say, oh, you're just going to sit on the pew. And it's like there was so much to do. They put me right to work. I, I just, I loved it. And prayer ministry has a big part of it. Um, I have seen lots of answers to prayer. I have seen the miraculous. I have no explanation for it other than that prayers were said and things changed. And God is good. So, Anita introduced me to corporate prayer. And to my surprise and discovery, there was something really special for me that happened during prayer time with another group of people that I never thought I, I had no reason to go out of my way to want to know them or to be associated with them. And after a short season of prayer time on a regular basis, we met to pray. I came to have uh, love and concern for this group of people, and I was just very aware of how the Holy Spirit uses prayer to change my heart to make me more open to those for whom I'm praying as well as those I'm praying with. Something changed in my heart. It was wonderful. So now I really uh, encourage corporate prayer. Uh, I think it's, it's wonderful. Um, I used to spend a lot of time in structured prayer. Uh, having a certain time and making sure I was on my knees. I just felt like, all right, for this, I want to be on my knees. And uh, I did that for eight years or more. 
having a structured time. Uh, and then more and more, I just thought, well, it's not about saying, oh, I, I did this for an hour, or I did this or that for half an hour, you know. I, I just thought, that's not so relational. I mean, who of you make sure that you spend an hour with your husband or wife every morning before you go about your day? Uh, wouldn't that be nice? But uh, a lot of times, we communicate throughout the day. And that's where I find myself today, that like your scripture at the beginning uh, that was up on the screen, praying continually. I, I just, I, I talk to him all the time. It's an ongoing conversation. Asking him what he's up to sometimes. Did you do that, Lord? And uh, letting him know my needs. He encourages us to bring our wants and our needs. But he doesn't want us to stop there. He wants us to develop a heart like his, to pray for others, to pray for the needs of the community, and uh, the gospel message. So I think what I would like to do is we'll go through... um, We'll spend two minutes on each one. There's a little acronym called ACTS. Did, uh, has anybody taken you through that in the last four nights? Yes? No? So what I would invite you to do right now is to get together in a small group, twos, threes, fours, and uh, we'll have just uh, about eight minutes of prayer time, maybe ten And we'll do both corporate and individual prayer. So corporate is where we pray together. And uh, first session, if you will, first two minutes will be for adoration. I mean, what are the things that you tell your boyfriend or girlfriend, husband or wife, you know? There's just things about them that just keep you in awe and that just attract you. So adoration, what are those things? Um, Second one is for uh, confession. Uh, This, I don't really advocate. Uh, This, I would like it to be private time. So I'm going to give two minutes of silence. And it's you and God. You pour out whatever is on your heart. If there's things you need to let go or say you're sorry for, now's the time. Talk to him. Um, uh, The third one is thanksgiving. And the last one is supplication. I lead the uh, prayer line for the, the... Southeastern California Conference every Wednesday morning. In this journey, I've uh, praise. I've had this conviction that it's so important to praise Him always, always, always. So I always start our session with praise. So I'm going to add to the adoration. 
your praise, okay? So if you'll divide up right now, we'll start uh, our little prayer time.